everybody, and welcome to In My Opinion, the Good Fight Podcast. I'm the host, Mike Marbach, and today I am joined by Molly Scullion. Hello. Jack O'Keefe. Hello. And occasionally, Jack's dog. And also Daisy. <laughs> Jack's who, uh, dog as Daisy. I said previously, we got a vase in my house that that dog fucking hates. <laughs> so she's going to be defending against the vase occasionally yes. throughout the co- recording. We have Keen, who is out for tonight, but will be joining us again very soon. And Tia, who is out for tonight, who will be joining throughout the season as available. All right. Uh, Today, we're going to have a little bit of um, uh, locks, Stone Cold Locks discussion. For anybody who is unfamiliar with our locks, all they are are predictions. We normally do this in an episode that is separate of everything else, but I had gotten sick with... um, the it's kind of going around this COVID nineteen thing, the and, novel coronavirus. Yes, yes. Uh, and then other people were also uh, otherwise busy, so we're front loading it into this episode in a way that's just discussion based. It's no, mm-hmm. there's no points, nothing like that. It's just for fun. Not that the other one was very cutthroat or anything, but <laughs> more discussion now. So what I'll do is I will throw out. Uh, each person's locks. I'll go first. So I'll just name all three and then open it up to any kind of discussion that you might have, any thoughts mm-hmm. that you might have have for it. So for me, my first one is Marissa gets a job in DC. For number two, we get trolled with an appearance from Alicia Florick, but it doesn't happen. And number mm-hmm. three, the firm takes a case on behalf of a pregnant woman seeking an abortion. And for that, I'm thinking that it's probably through incest or rape. Right. Kind of thing. So for, for number two, you're saying like that there's like, they're going to be like, they're going to tease an Alicia appearance. Like, Oh, Alicia's going to come through that door, but then it's some other Alicia that isn't Floric or something. It could be some other Alicia. It could be the fact that she cancels last minute, like anything okay. where they lead us to believe that she's going to appear, but just never does. Mm. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. That's very interesting. Well, we all know Juliana Margulies is on the uh, morning show train. So yes. Oh, that's right. Just logistically yeah, speaking. Yeah, she's doing surprise gay makeouts all over <laughs> Apple TV. Who has more chemistry than those two? I don't know. <laughs> Possibly anybody ever. Anyway, it's not the show. Otherwise, good show. And otherwise, great show. It's not the morning show show. We'll save it. (laughs) The morning show show show. Um, but uh, I I I could see it, but I I wonder. I feel like I don't know how they would do it in a way that would feel um worth it. I'm curious how that would all pan out, which would be interesting to see. I believe they could, but I don't. I don't have it in my mind of what that would look like. Okay. Uh, any thoughts on Marissa or the firm taking case on behalf of an abortion? I think, I think, I don't know how long the process of writing the show is. I mean, granted, you, we were able to see Roe v. Wade come and, and they even mentioned it in the first episode, but I don't know if they had enough time to throw a whole episode into production that feels like sure. even for a pull from the headlines that might have been a tight turnaround. My, my conception of time is also completely fucked. 
Sure. So maybe they didn't have enough time. Uh, that's my thoughts on that. Okay. And Marissa? Uh, that feels like a very clear to me uh, like exit ramp for her as the yeah. series mm-hmm. comes to a close. I would, I would not be afraid to bet money on that if they if if the good verse is ever returned to that instead of uh the good wife or the good fight it'll be the gold life and it'll be <laughs> Eli and Marissa <laughs> doing like lobbyist or campaign whatnot stuff in DC. Uh, yeah that feels I'd like watch... a very clear road to me. Yeah. I'd watch that. Yeah. Yeah. And we've had scenes with them in the good uh the good wife uh mm-hmm. and they do they do have good chemistry they're a fun mm-hmm. pair to to watch yeah. so i would watch that show uh, all right we'll move on to jack uh jack's first lock maya rendell will make an appearance number two the truth about liz's father comes out and number three diane's final court case is a significant loss so my first question jack is and and you didn't put any specifics, uh, so they mm-hmm. wouldn't have to be. They don't have to be included. I'm just curious, like what kind of case do you see that being? What's significant enough? Right. I think it is. I I think. Well, it's just the significance of a final case. Like even in the Good Wife, uh, Alicia's final court case had significance to it because she threw Diane under the bus. You know, and she came out on top, but at what cost? Uh, I think for Diane, and and, and looking at the arc of the series and the idea of fighting the good fight, I think it fits thematically that, like, Diane's going to go to court for something significant. Could be abortion rights, could be any of the many things that she's worried about losing. Uh, Again, like on this hamster wheel. Uh, and she loses and whatever choice she makes after that, whether to, you know, persevere or give up sort of like, that feels like a possible closing note to me of the show. Okay. Uh, I can definitely see the truth about Liz's father coming out. Mm -hmm. It's a a last season, you know, there's a lot of biggest, the biggest seed that's been planted that has not yet been harvested. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, granted, this is I mean, this is this is the show that uh, you know could d- disappeared Tay Diggs in like six episodes after being like, here's the hot new guy from <laughs> mm-hmm. Liquid Wife. You know, uh, they can they can and have let stuff like that fall by the wayside, which is kind of what I love about the show because that's how life works. Things yeah. seem like they're going to be important and then they're just not. Uh, yeah. But that feels like such a rich vein of storytelling. It feels to me like uh, uh, Will Gardner's voicemail in The Good Wife, mm-hmm. a seed that they plant like very early on that they don't fully collect on till the final season. Yeah, uh, and I could see them doing the same thing here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. Um, when I read that, I was like, "Oh, that's that's a really good one." Um, because I do think, especially after seeing the first episode too, and all of the pushback Liz is now getting as sole name partner from mm-hmm. STR Laurie. It feels like they're just, they're trying to find these cracks and things. And yeah. it feels like that would fit in. Yeah. Uh, and I can see Maya Rendell 
popping back up. Um, I don't know in what capacity, but why Mm -hmm. not? Why not? Yeah, and I think of all the characters that we've said goodbye to so far, she's the one that is like so much farther from where we met her than anyone else. Mm -hmm. Like we can imagine that Barbara Kolstad's just like outliving doing lawyer stuff, just having a much better time in a different firm. You know, we kind of know where Bozeman's off to. Lucas seems to be doing fine. Mm -hmm. But Maya did like this, such a dramatic 180 into a place that plays so well into the stuff that they are scared of and the protests and this, Uh, you know, was Maya Rendell there on January 6th? I can't prove she wasn't. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And on to Molly. Unless you had more for uh, Jack Molly. No. 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 Go for no. Um, Molly, number one. There is a storyline about the abortions that the men of SCOTUS funded. Mm. Spicy. Spicy. Very spicy. <laughs> and I could see it. I could see them absolutely doing it. They love touching that third yeah. kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. And there's always like a, typically an episode per season where there's like a shadowy connection to like a very real life high profile. Very, you know, we had the P tape episode. We had the, exactly, you know, yeah. maybe fake Melania episode. It <laughs> feels like an episode about like, you know, oh, what's what's Brett Kavanaugh got in his closet? You know, right. it feels yeah. very within the realm of possibility. Who paid his debts? Mm-hmm. Number yeah. two, yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Holmes slash Theranos is referenced in a joke. <laughs> so small, but I, I just, I feel. I just it. realized uh, <laughs> it's a thin line between my Elizabeth Holmes and the comic book guy from The Simpsons. You're <laughs> <laughs> banging your head on the display case at Theranos, and I think it's possible. Yeah, Holmes is hot right now. Amanda <laughs> Seyfried's going to win an Emmy tomorrow. Mm. About it. it was very you good. Know? It was, it was very, very good. good. That show. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she number didn't three, have to be. They're going to put Kate McKinnon in that role for that show. Yeah, she didn't have to be. As an actor, you have the choice to be good or to stink, and mm-hmm. she chose to be good. Um, always number you. three. Liz slaps Diane. Had to, mm. had to bring it out. <laughs> I don't think it actually is going to happen, but I was like, wouldn't that be like throw it wild, out there. right? <laughs> just just doing the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Little ditty. Just bringing Liz it all the way it. around. Uh, full circle. <laughs> all right. I, I, I would love to find out that this entire show is just what Diane imagined in her head her life would be. The moment she started the slap towards Alicia, and then the final thing is her waking up as she makes contact. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> She's having this deja vu thing. I mean, it's all yeah. it's all adding up. Yeah. I think it's deja vu. Uh, yeah, and we have Keen and Tia, which we're going to hold off on those uh, until they are present, and we'll see. These, by the way, for mm-hmm. anybody that even though we are recording. Uh, these on the episode, which is discussing the first episode, these were all posted into our uh, chat before any of us have watched the the episodes. Mm-hmm. Not that anything happened in this first one. So right. they're all still on the board. All right. Uh, first impressions of the episode. Molly, what you got? Um, I enjoyed it. 
Um, it made me sad already that it like the beginning of, mm-hmm. of the end, right? It was the title of the episode. So I'm already yeah. like missing it, even though it's still here for a little while longer. Um, and I think it was maybe the most like maybe confused isn't the best word, but I can't think of a better one, but like confused I've felt in an episode mm-hmm. in a you know, beginning of the season just with everything that's happening with Diane feels like so like I'm like what is happening like to yeah. truly understand it um I found that really interesting because I don't I don't feel like they've there's been often that we've been led that far like astray from what's actually going on maybe mm-hmm. um so so I think that was really really fun to watch go down and I'm curious so I enjoyed it yeah Jack first impression yeah. Uh, I think I forgot just how much is going on on this show. And maybe it feels more that way because a lot of these plots feel like are so happening in their own world. And even by the end of the episode, like any intersection between like Marissa and Charmaine's plot, uh, or is that the actress or the character? I'm forgetting. That's the actress, Carmen. That's the actress. Um, but their plots are like now even, even more separate than they very briefly were. And it kind of feels like we're checking in on like a different TV show every few minutes. And they're all shows that I love, but it's like, I'm looking for more. I I am, I am awaiting and dreading the moment where these storylines start to crash into each other. Yeah. Cause I know the show's good at that. I know they're good at setting setting the horses uh in the stocks and then making them run it at each other at full speed yeah mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah i agree with both of those first impressions uh overall first of all i'm just happy to be back talking about the yeah. show oh my God. uh once again it's been a year and some change uh, since we last mm-hmm. recorded i think at one point we said that we were going to come back after re-watching and and do it which we didn't and uh, that is fine <laughs> with with me i think we in all the podcasts that i do we're like yeah we'll do some things in the off season and we never do but that's fine um but as far as this episode goes yeah definitely glad that it's that it's back sad that it's beginning of the end yeah um there was a lot going on i found myself once again drawn to the carmen storylines and the cd underbelly of chicago and what's going on there uh, i love the guest stars i love seeing charles oh, Lister back Richard mm-hmm. Kind in there. Uh, and there was some, oh, uh, Roger Sterling. What the hell's his name? Slattery. John Slattery. John mm-hmm. Slattery. Yes. Yeah. As um, I had the IMDb up here. Lyle ben- Bencourt. Uh, mm-hmm. The doctor guy. Yeah. Um, as far as the the other stuff goes, yeah. I, I too was a bit confused, Molly. Like, how much time has passed since the end of the last season? in the show i mean couldn't tell you yeah because we know it's at least a month because of the vacation (laughs) Uh right but and probably long because they they needed time for wanda sykes to yeah you know be be removed right uh or leave or however that ended yeah which was probably like a few months at least okay yeah, the uh, Wanda Sykes news was was a bummer because uh, she was a great great character. But I mean, that doesn't mean that she won't appear in the right. in the season right. at any point. Was it Allegra? Right, Allegra. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I well, I guess I wonder though because her office isn't set up. So is it 
where where was she working in the interim diane right because it's like she goes on vacation for a month and then her office is downstairs so i don't know just thinking about yeah if it's if that it feels like it has to be longer than that though i don't know i don't know yeah all right (laughs) let's jump into things a little bit more then uh so let's talk a little bit about diane's deja vu what's Mm -hmm. going on any idea think what's going on and it's definitely a very surreal take on but so big picture the thing i love the most about the medium of television i promise this will make sense stick with me is that i think it is better at capturing the essence and the idea and the toll of like work than any other medium and i think this show is doing something very fun uh, is showing the toll that that has taken on Diane in a very fun way in that, like, cause you know, she wasn't like fully doing like future speak. Like she wasn't doing like time travel groundhog's day stuff in that courtroom. Right. She was just very expertly predicting like when an objection would be, what it would be about, you know? And I think it was a, a good way of showing like both her mastery of the law and familiarity with the courtroom and just like her exhaustion at it all. Like the, the fact that there's nothing new, the fact that it feels like she has seen and done everything she can. And yet the world is still like slipping away from her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's not finding that joy and respite in the law that once gave her that motivation to fight the titular good fight. Yeah. Uh, one thought I had about all this was if for anybody that's watched Seinfeld, Seinfeld pretty much begins or ends, begins and ends with some of the same dialogue. Uh, the first episode and the very last mm-hmm. episode uh, where George is talking about the placement. Uh, they're talking about the placement of a button on the shirt. And then in the last episode, Jerry's like, haven't we done this before? <laughs> they just kind of say, like, we're ending because we've been there we you know we're Mm -hmm. running out we've run out of ideas of things to do so that's kind of the sense that i was getting from this diane deja vu stuff because some of it was so specific uh Mm -hmm. like the masks and marissa under under the desk um so like we're we're ending like we've we've done we've done what we need to do right kind Mm of outward um fourth wall breaking kind of feeling yeah that that was definitely my impression because i do think part of the like this season because we've said it before that it almost seemed like they were like Diane was on her way out and it was going to be the Liz Reddick yeah. show previously. And I think this is like in many ways, the King's goodbye to Diane who's been around for 13 years or whatever it is at this point. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I feel like, and they're doing it in the most King way possible of being like, okay, let's just let's embrace it and turn it into this, call it out and turn it into a like super surreal experience. Mm-hmm. And and in turn, make it a new storyline as a result. Um, yeah. So I think it's a it's a very cool way to go about it. But I have no idea what's going to happen or what John Slattery's going to do to her. <laughs> what he's going to do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on then to Marissa's yips. I found Marissa to be more. She, she's usually got a lot of energy and kind of gets on people's mm-hmm. nerves just a, a bit with how much there is. Um, this one, I found her doing that to me because uh, she just mm-hmm. wasn't listening. 
to like Carmen's like, I'm, I'm very busy. I can't do that. And she would just like steamroll right over, which is not new for Marissa. Um, right. But in this one more than it seemed like other, other episodes. Yeah. She like, I, I was really taken aback by how self-centered she was. Not that, again, not that she doesn't display these things regularly, but I feel like in her other friendships, like thinking about her relationship with Luca or my, she would, she would, she would check them on, or like she would notice if they're feeling a certain way or acting a certain way. And there's just none of that with Carmen. It is like Carmen mm. is here to provide me support when I need it is strictly yeah. a relationship. And it was very mm-hmm. frustrating to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And she, I guess, got that express degree. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing. So more time must have passed. Yeah. She went to daytime and uh, night school. Day school and Mm -hmm. night school to to, to get that out. Um, Yeah, so she goes to court and she she begs Diane for this big case. And she's like, ah, it's just a continuing Mm. short. Diane's distracted with her deja vu. And... um, says sure take the continuance so she goes and the judge was just like uh hello out with it uh she's got nothing and the lawyer next to her says you got the yips and which he, i honestly i don't think was a bad call on diane's part because marissa like marissa gets a lot of wins she yeah. puts a lot of wins up on the board like she usually is like ahead of the curb is you know smart aware and it like is a matter of just like unluckiness and you know maybe out of step moment but i do love the fact that this plays into consequences later on when liz is confronted about it yeah uh, i think this show has been and it, by this indication will continue to be very smart about optics and how things that are happening in one storyline will play to characters in another storyline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I am, I mean, I'm curious what about her calling her dad and like, obviously I'm excited for that, but, mm-hmm. um, dad, but I was, I need you to guest star. <laughs> <laughs> dad? Are you busy doing a musical? Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I just hope that that wasn't all, all just to set up Alan Cummings coming back. Like I, which I don't think it would be. But it was just I was it was just like a little jarring. Like Marissa has spoken up in court before when she shouldn't have, and she spent the whole season last season, even though it wasn't real. But like you know, fighting in court. So I, I feel like it was mm. just interesting to see that total freeze up and i can get into it but it was it was just a jarring way to to start with marissa between that and the annoying interactions with carmen i think also there's to be said that marissa is like pretty alone right now Mm. like her closest connections like, like throughout the series like maya faded away luca left and like her and Jay are tight, but they're not working together anymore. And that felt very much like a lot of their friendship came from their working relationship. Yeah. Diane's not as there for her as she was at other times. Uh, and she obviously, you know, was not uh, being cognizant of her most recent friendship and, you know, was responded to accordingly. Mm-hmm. So it does feel like I, I sort of, they like convinced me. Like, I, by the time mm-hmm. she made that phone call, I was like, oh, 
yeah, of course she would. She has no one else in her corner right now. And mm-hmm. she's pulling out her last resort in the time of need. Yeah. 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 And the, you just uh, referenced the Jack, the way that Carmen just shut her down. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm not here for that. that. I got no time for you. Please just step off. Back up. Uh, and she, she gives her like, a, agreed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want her to yeah. do my girl Marissa like that, but like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine. Good night. And F you. Yeah. <laughs> bye bye. Yeah. Any other thoughts on Marissa and her yips? Eli is going to sort those yips out. All right. Then we'll move on to the case. Uh, Metaverse assault. The uh, Chum Hum is back. Chum Hum is back mm-hmm. in the uh, back with the firm. And yeah, the case Hold is up. someone Hold is suing up. my Chum Hum lanyard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're defending Chum Hum against a case, uh, a suit, suing Chum Hum for uh, what exactly? So they're account- accountable for this um, mm-hmm. virtual assault, but mm-hmm. I, I don't remember exactly what the this what they're suing, like what the grounds are. Right. Doesn't necessarily matter. Oh no, yeah, because it was a civil case, so it was just like, yeah, it was. Yeah, it's what pain is and suffering. Y- yeah, yeah, that were mm. incurred as a result of this happening in the metaverse on their servers and right. such. Right, it's not criminal in any sense. So they're just trying to. I think probably there was something that wasn't present in some kind of terms and services. Gotcha. All right, uh, and Richard Kind is the is the judge. Mm-hmm. Always good for to have him. And uh, he puts on the the goggles. We have that moment and puts on the suit where he then immediately gets assaulted in mm-hmm. in the metaverse, uh, which kind of changes the the case because at first he's like, this isn't real. This didn't happen. Right. Uh, so then they push for him to put that uh, was it haptic haptic mm-hmm. suit haptic and, suit yeah and the goggles on and immediately changes changes his mind like they leave and they're already getting a settlement. Yeah, I do. I appreciate that they approached this very empathetically. Uh, it feels like because obviously this was a real court case that sort of went viral like six months ago, maybe. Um, and that, you know, people got their jokes out. But this this episode reminded me a lot of the famous McDonald's hot coffee case where everyone was like, oh, that's a ridiculous reason to sue someone. Boo hoo, your coffee was too hot. When in reality, the the coffee spilled the woman who burned herself bad. Yeah. Like there's third degree burns in her thighs. And this felt sort of like an effort at finding that equivalent to the suit of sort of exploring it, exploring the consequences. Uh, I I mean, the the good verse has always been like kind of ahead of the curve when it comes to tech stuff. They were, they were the first TV show to have any sort of fictional storyline about Bitcoin I think it's just tougher now because so much technology is stupid and dumb. And like the metaverse is dumb. It doesn't mean bad things can't happen as a consequence of it, but it's just dumb. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have either of you done anything with that? Metaverse? Yeah. Goggles. Uh, I tried to play 
Final Fantasy 14 for a few months in quarantine because that's that's all the metaverse is. It's just World of Warcraft and those things without <laughs> like a game, really. People yeah. get married in those all the time. Oh shit. Uh it's just not it's just not business friendly. So no one's like, you know, the metaverse has been here for years. Yeah. Uh, but I found out while I was trying to play it that if I have trouble making friends in real life, sadly you will still have trouble wow. <laughs> figuring out how to meet and talk to people in the fictional world. That's crazy. And you'll pay $15 a month for the privilege. <laughs> uh, so that was short lived. Yeah. But they I'm... were like, yeah, there's like whole communities. There are like, yeah, the, the metaverse already exists in so many more real ways. They just haven't been corporatized. And sure. that's what the metaverse is. The corporate version of these cultures. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I always find, I, I think like in those cases or things like this, and they, they come up on occasion. I've always really love how smartly they build out the character of Liz Reddick, where mm-hmm. she is like significantly skeptical, um, but not in a way that makes you dislike her. Like I think, and obviously she's fighting yeah. for that side, but to take on a case like this and to go after this route, like in the way she was so dismissive of it, um, mm-hmm. while the woman's sitting right there and all of that and like, completely not believing it for um or not buying into it for quite some time i just i think that is such a helpful mm-hmm. perspective to have and i think it's it's very unique and i, I also thought that um tan- tangent off of that is the same thing with like diane's little speech at the end of john slattery about like her position i really appreciate that even though they are dealing with current events and they want you to like we want to root for Liz and Diane. They both are a little like stuck in their ways in the way that Diane, you know, wants her, you know, it's, it's Hillary and it's very like that, that approach to in the future. Mm So I just, I, I am glad they are, they are unwavering in that while still learning. I don't know. I think it's very, Mm -hmm. it it adds such a a interesting dynamic to cases like that. Um, So that's my tangent off of it, but. But yeah, I just think that yeah. that makes a difference for for me as a viewer for it to not seem so, like pandery or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Diane had gone in herself, uh, goes on a boat to talk about deja vu with people. And that's where she gets that card, which then leads her to Dr. John Slattery uh, mm-hmm. to discuss the wheel. Uh, and uh, I can't remember what the what it's not microdosing. TP, PT, what the fuck is it called? It's some, it's a ketamine thing. Okay, but not as. Yeah, she's Diane's gonna go horse mode. Gotcha. <laughs> and Julius also goes in, helps somebody out mm-hmm. while he's in the bathroom. Uh, and Jay goes in, and so I love that he found this person <laughs> and is spying on her. <laughs> Uh, and she's having a conversation with her, one of her uh, assaulters, um, as she says in court, trying to get some closure and just kind of see what, who this person is, why they, why they did it, so on. Um, and it was her speech that kind of turned the, the tide of everything for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anything more on the the case? Uh. Just that I hope that 
I hope for a future where less TV shows are obligated to try and do a metaverse. But I think that's more just me willing that the metaverse <laughs> project is going to fall on its face. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to my favorite storyline uh, of this episode, and that is Carmen and Ben Baruch. Mm. Oh, we haven't seen this guy before, right? Uh, no, I was mm-hmm. not expecting. And you mentioned the parade of. Uh, you know, beloved character actors. This was, uh, for me and all the other Ben Shankman heads out there, a huge episode. I was not expecting uh, to see Lewis from the HBO miniseries adaptation of Angels in America playing a crime lord. Oh, <laughs> my own. Oh, all, all the Royal Pains heads oh, out there were <laughs> screaming. Oh, man. Big win uh, for the Shank heads. <clears throat> yeah. Of course, Wallace Shawn as Charles Lester. Charles mm-hmm. Lester is back. Uh, I saw him, and I thought for a moment we were getting some, you know, the uh, biggest drug king in Chicago, uh, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Lamont, Lamont Bishop. Yeah. But we didn't. We got we got Ben Baruch, who is pretty. He's pretty good in this. It's pretty good. Like he was a, he's yeah. a pretty menacing, menacing character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm fearing for Carmen's life because mm-hmm. uh, it seems like he just goes goes through people like that. Uh, cop, I think it was a cop or an FBI agent. Um, tell mm-hmm. you know, puts it right to her. He's like, Hey, six months from now, when he has no use for you, I'm gonna pull you out of the river and I ain't gonna feel shit. Like, he just this is what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what about the walking her down in, in the in the hood? In this, uh, the imagery was so good, it's <laughs> it's weird that there's just like one fifth of this show that is like what people expected better call Saul to be <laughs> that it never really became, yeah. but they were just like, Oh, we didn't do that. Like there's a little side project on our show. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I was, oh. I was scared. I, I was scared. Um, and that wasn't the only time I was scared from the beginning of the episode. I thought something there was going to be like a jump scare with Liz walking and it was so quiet. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> there were several times. It was just a very eerie feeling. Um, but I'm also I still want to know more about Carmen as a person because yeah. her like wherewithal to interact with these people the way she does. And even from last season when I forget who was knocking at her door and the way she responded to having a knock at her door and th- yeah. like i'm just like what what what's happening this is i'm so intrigued by her as a as a person outside of being a lawyer for eight months or whatever mm-hmm. she said yeah. right like yeah man. she thrives in that environment and with that element uh yeah. it, we saw in one of the moments in this episode where she recognizes or deduces who the leak is who the informant is and then they go to the um uh jail the prison to talk to ben baruch about it and lester hesitates to say who mm-hmm. it is and she says it she's like she's like he jumps right in oh it was gail like no hesitation yeah but lester the the lawyer who's you know lives and breathes to this shit for what 60 years probably is like yeah. Yeah, she's got no problem with it. She's very, very comfortable in it. And yeah, I'm worried it's going to, that comfortability is going to be the end of her. Yeah, that's, it's an overconfidence. 
thing. I, I, I think either either something bad's gonna happen to her, there's gonna be some big reveal that like reveals that like I don't know, she's like Lamont Bishop's niece or something, <laughs> mm-hmm. which explains her familiarity and comfort. Or that there's going to be a surprise spinoff focusing on her character. I think I would she could it. be a candidate for a further spinoff. Yeah. Oh man, like a much darker show. Yeah. I love it. Give mm-hmm. it to me. Oh yeah, mm. that would be wild because she. It is like very captivating, like you said. Like I think you've said that the, these are usually your favorite storylines. I feel that one hundred percent. Like she is just a very captivating actress to watch. Um. Then I think she could, yeah, run away with us on her own vehicle. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right now, Absolutely. at least she has uh, Baruch on her her side. He was listening in on the interaction with the uh, the agent, uh, and she sent him on his way. And he's like, "You're worth every penny, as advertised." And we'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> yeah. And what do you what do you guys think? She does she actually feel nothing about? him being dead in front of his wife and all that the in- informant like in the way that she kept that face uh i think she just very she's able to compartmentalize everything yeah, yeah. everything yeah. right I, right. I think she applies the same cynicism to her work that diane or liz do Mm-hmm. When they have to work on something for Trump home that they are morally against. Yeah. 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 This is my client. This is what I have to do. Mm-hmm. Bada bing, bada boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other thoughts? All right. Uh, if there's anything more, maybe they'll come out uh, with winners and losers. Uh, right now, though, Richard, the arrival of Andre Brower <laughs> yeah, to yeah. the good verse. As Richard, the new name partner, uh, which also plays into things that Liz didn't know a lot of what was going on throughout this episode. Um, yeah, and he he was was one of those. Richard, first impressions of Richard as a character. Uh, I think it's just that. So the night before the episode came out, and I'd watched it, I uh, went and saw uh, "Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul." Mm-hmm. And I just so appreciated that there was a very similar, like, almost like Baptist energy to all the talk yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and that they were bringing, uh, you know, bringing Christ into the courtroom. He's been in the bedroom long enough. We got to get him <laughs> into the courtroom, get him into the conference room specifically. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's really just such go a full jolt. into our theocracy. <laughs> yeah. And I, it's it's such a jolt of energy, but also. And and I think something that is core to many of like the great, uh, you know, good verse characters is that there's clearly a facade going on and we are going to get to spend the next season seeing what the facade is meant to empower and what his like actual goals are. How much does he really align with Liz? Does he align with Liz more than he aligns with, you know, SRT Laurie, SCR, SRT? STR. Uh, the Brits, the Brits upstairs, the colonizers, <laughs> oh, as Brits. it were. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I loved it. I loved that he was shaking shit up. I loved that he was like rallying uh, some of the younger uh, partners and the other people they have on deck. 
I, I think I'm, I'm very curious. I don't know that there's going to be a, uh, you know, as a uh, proletariat as a lawyer can be a proletariat uprising <laughs> against STR Lori, but it's not, not a possibility. Yeah. I I I really enjoyed uh, Richard, and I think like just just as a presence. But I will say mm-hmm. it immediately did bring up like, man, I just I want to see Liz succeed. Like, I feel like yeah, we have been just watching her kind of like flounder or like go along for a long time, and mm-hmm. you know, Audrey McDonald is performing it amazingly. But I I want to see like she is a powerhouse, and she came in to that second season with such like authority uh yeah and who she was that i i i miss that a little bit it feels yeah. like everything's moving so quickly we're not getting to see that um that power and sh- and strength that i felt like she had in like not caring about what other people say or mm-hmm. think and i know it's also like it was even more so her firm at the time when it was literally actually her father's and not str lorries but still i just right i need some of that in this last season <laughs> And I don't want Richard messing with that possibility of happening. Yeah. Uh, do you think this is slightly off track uh, that this being the last season with Christine Baranski, with Audra McDonald, with potential other guest stars and other cast members on the show that can, can sing that we get a musical episode. Mm. I mean, it's last one. Why I mean, not? I mean, if we're playing we around with are- you're doing drug stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Drug stuff. Diane's like, what's going on with her mind? What is she? What's real? What's, you know, I feel like. It's on the table. At least a number. At least a number. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think if there's any room, it's that we're going to get one of those schoolhouse rock numbers, <laughs> but by the cast. Instead mm-hmm. of animation, just have Liz turn to the camera and start explaining some obscure case law. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like uh, I like Andre Brower a lot as as an actor. Love having him in this show. And as Richard, he is very captivating. I do see that kind of Lee Curtis sort of energy mm-hmm. from Hunk. If you love Jesus, I watched it on Peacock. It is pretty good. And Sterling K. Brown is... Um, Pretty good in it. Regina Hall, I thought, yeah. was even even better if there was a competition. Uh, but Regina, Regina Hall was pretty great in that. Like, very similar energies. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're channeling that pastor energy. Yeah, he and gets I think told- it was, was, oh, With someone like Andre Brower, like, the gravitas he has in the room, it, like, it, 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 it explodes uh, beyond maybe anyone else in the cast. Like, I, I think if you threw all these people into a theater and gave them a stage presence competition, it'd be tight. It'd be tight. Uh, but but I think Andre Brown would be a contender. Yeah. He has a moment with Liz where they finally do meet. And mm-hmm. she says, don't disrupt just to disrupt something along those lines. And that was mm-hmm. the sense that I was getting. Like, I mean, just coming in and owning the place. Like, you are still the yeah. co-partner. You're not the main, you're the main name. Uh, so coming in and just doing a lot of that before even talking to anybody, I just found to be disrupting to disrupt. I think especially for a show that has its ear to the ground on tech so thoroughly, the specificity of like using disrupt as the verb 
I think feels so intentional because that's kind of the climate of like business right now in the world is that it's not really about making new things. It's about disrupting things and changing the ways that things function and they exist. You know, Uber's disrupting the cab market. Uh, Such and such is disrupting such and such thing that didn't need disrupting. So I am curious to see if they'll play with like that concept on like a philosophical level at all with this. Yeah. Molly, any other other thoughts? I was, I mean, it's not the same, but I did also appreciate, I think, uh, it reminded me how much I miss Adrian having yeah. Richard yeah. come in. Like yeah. just that, like, even though he is disrupting and I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, this is Liz's firm. I did, I felt that like energy and infectious nature that I felt like that Adrian has. And I, and it made me really, really miss him. Yeah, so, for sure. But and and, made, and also kept my excitement up for like what he's going to maybe bring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be incredible to have yeah. uh, him back for at least an episode, mm-hmm. and all of these people interaction interacting. Yeah. All right, uh, I think we can hit the winners and the losers. Uh, so let's start with the losers, Jack. Who do you feel lost the episode? Uh, I think Marissa. I I think Marissa is maybe not at the lowest point we've ever seen her, but definitely like has lost the support structure that we watched her build over the course of the show to the point where she's having to, you know, mend some bridges, it seems. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Molly, who is your loser? Um, I am going with Liz because I just, well, she lost the case, um, which isn't a great look in front of Chum after you just got him back and all, everything that's happening where it feels like everything's just constantly slipping out from under her. And I just, I want something to stay and I not have to constantly worry about it all. Yeah. Uh, my loser is Gail, who is one of the goons for Ben Baruch. The one that mm-hmm. got got killed for being a CI, and they said that he was gutted and left one of his steps for his wife to find him. So, yeah, his wife's also a big loser. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Yikes>. Also, <laughs> yeah. One might argue the bigger loser. Yeah. And winners, Molly. Um, I'm going to go with Carmen for now. Yeah, uh, yeah, strictly in this in this episode. A huge win, and I am constantly impressed by by her. Um, I'm just also scared for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But I, and also, I think winner for like telling Marissa off. I was just mm. really glad that that moment happened. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. appreciate that they don't let like that's such a that's such a thing that could have I think been stretched out a lot longer. But in very good fight fashion, they're like, no, she's going to say it right now, and that's that's mm-hmm. just how we're starting this dynamic right away. So I appreciated mm-hmm. that. Yep, for sure. Jack, who's your winner? Uh, I'm going to give letter to Ben Daruk. Got a great new lawyer. Uh, got out of a real <laughs> sticky pickle. Uh, relatively unscathed. And like, sticky yeah, he pickle. lost a guy. But, you know, you can get a guy. How many guys are there? Yeah, you can, get, you can always get yeah. another guy. It's Chicago. You can find a guy. <laughs> you, can go, you can get a guy. You can always get another guy. You can get a guy. Get a guy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that is uh, that is my winner as well as uh, as Ben Baruch mm-hmm. for all reasons previously stated. Um, 
And any final final thoughts that maybe something that popped out? Uh, do uh, first thing the actor's name is Robert Wisdom that I was trying to figure out earlier. Uh, second, do we think at any point this season they're going to go to the restaurant from the bear? <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, no spoilers. Um, thank you, Jack, uh, calling it the restaurant from the bear. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that would be pretty great. Which, if you haven't watched the bear, have you? You clearly have, Jack. Molly, you have not. No, not yet. Well, just for so many shows set in Chicago that they've never done a crossover. <laughs> I feel like Diane yeah. and Liz getting some Italian beef sandwiches feels appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I think I think also they need to return to their roots of from the good wife where it was just like, we are in Chicago. It's and it's Will Gardner dish. like yeah. Cubs yeah. hat and like being like, 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 like <laughs> slice a deep dish. Yeah, I don't know why he's <laughs> clearly from the East Coast, in my impression of him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Jack, I think one of your locks last year, maybe the previous year, was that someone from Evil, right? Was it Evil? Mm-hmm. Uh, was going to oh. appear like as Make their character? In their, as their evil character. Yeah. yeah. Still, Which we, we haven't possible. seen. Yeah, still possible. But we, it's also tough just because so many. New York actors were already in The Good Wife, yeah, and then in Evil. So, like, sure. well, Sean has an evil character, but he's not gonna—he's not gonna be that. Yeah, right. All right. Well, then uh, we'll leave it there. Uh, Keen and Tia will be joining us throughout the season. Keen probably on the next episode. I want to thank nice. Molly and Jack uh, and you all for listening. Bye. Bye. See ya.